What is Nava and is it something you need to be signing up for? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, and you know what goes on here. I'm ready to give you some more actionable, practical advice that you can use to grow your voiceover business. Can you do me one quick favor before we get started, though? Would you take a moment to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy the Everyday Vopreneur podcast? It would really help a lot of other people to be able to find out about the show. So one of the things that I like to do here is shine a light on people, services, products, brands, organizations that I think are worth knowing more about. Things that can potentially help you to grow your voiceover business. Now, in the last couple of weeks, you've probably seen a lot of posts on social media about something called NAVA. And you've probably been wondering, what is NAVA? It's the National Association of Voice Actors. Great. But what does that mean? By the time you get to the end of this episode, you are going to have a much better understanding of what NAVA is all about and why you probably should be thinking about signing up for it. Working as a voice actor can sometimes feel like a lonely and isolating job, and working as a solopreneur also comes with challenges like a lack of options for healthcare and advocacy. In the past, organizations such as World Voices have been created to try to fill some of those voids, but others have still remained. Until now. The National Association of Voice Actors is an exciting new organization for our industry, and to tell us all about it is the founder and president. Welcome to the show, Tim Friedlander. Hello, hello. Good to be here. So let's start with the origin story. How did Nava come to be? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. This It grew out of a few different things. The main purpose of Nava was kind of grew out of the Brad Venable Scholarship and the Brad Venable Fund, that um, community fund that I've been running for, for a few years um, prior to um, Brad's loss. Um, we had a community fund in our various Facebook groups and community groups here in Los Angeles. And after Brad's passing, we renamed it as the Brad Venable Fund. Um, Karen Guilfrey runs a similar fund in her voice actors with an NYC group. And for the last two and a half or three years, all of these funds have gone through our personal accounts. So we kind of started by exploring a 501c3 and put together a nonprofit. And that was how this originally started. Once we had the nonprofit, we realized that we actually could provide a lot of other resources. Right. And we started looking into providing, you know, some of the um, business business education, some of the advocacy, some of the other things we've been doing on our Facebook pages, we thought we could then provide on a larger scale. Once we got into that, we realized then that there actually was a possibility of providing a national group healthcare plan for voice actors. And once we had all of that in place, this kind of naturally grew into what we have now um, as NAVA. 
I think the the healthcare is probably the one that a lot of people are are most excited about. Although there's a lot more to Navin, and I want to get to some of that stuff. But what makes Nava different from an organization like a World Voices, for example, that's supposed to be an industry organization or an industry association? What what is your value proposition that's different? Well, you know, we, we um, you know, I, I'm a, a member, was a member of Wovo when it first came out. Um, I'm a good friend with Dan and Dave and a lot of members of that. Um, and we have just actually discussed Nava with, with Wovo. Nava and Wovo exist on kind of two separate sides of the industry okay. in what we're doing. Um, you know, we are, Nava itself is going to be U.S.-based only, primarily for U.S.-based voice actors, whereas World Voices is an international organization. Okay. We're dealing with the the side of the industry that includes a lot of union voice acting, um, a lot of union actors, and a lot of union contracts, as well as kind of looking into some of some emerging technology like synthetic and AI voices. Um, so we're, we're, we're co- we 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 complement what Wovo is doing on on their side of the industry, and we're hoping to fill in some of the spaces that um, that they're not not currently um, um, working on or, or advocating for. So is Nava going to be the rates police? Because that's what everybody always thinks Wovo is, and, and Wovo, I, I like every Wovo meeting, it's like we're not the rates police. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, there are. It's, I guess you can look at it as rates police or. Can we help people find value in the work that they do? And we don't ever want to tell people what they should charge themselves. But for a lot of people who are in this industry who don't have any um, ballpark or any idea of what the value on their work is, I think you know things like GVAA rate guide, looking at SAG-AFTRA scale um, scale rates, looking at Great for the Brain, looking at other resources can give you a value of what this job is worth. Yeah. I think as artists, it's very hard for us to put value on ourselves as artists and especially even as you know as as a solo solopreneur what what are we worth but if we can look at see what this job is worth then we can have a guide through that we're going to discuss all of these different different avenues you know we support the gvaa rate guide for non-union rates and we support sag after for union rates and those things can give voice actors the ability to look and see what the value of this job is and i think that's a that's different than trying to put value on yourself because, you know, a new voice actor, you know, what do I charge? I, I haven't been doing this as long as somebody else. But the value of what you as an artist can bring to this has value that we can look at and see what that is. Uh, but I don't think we're going to be rates police. We hopefully will, if anything, can be rate lifeguards and keep the rates from sinking any further, uh, which is, you know, hopefully, which can be in the hands of voice actors. But a yep. lot of times it's in the hands of production. You know, if production just starts slowly chipping away at rates, at some point it becomes untenable to be a full-time voice actor. Yeah, for sure. So talk to us a little bit about the structure. I know that, that you you are the founder. There is a board that is in place. Yep. How is it structured? And, and mm-hmm. does membership have a say? Is it a vote? Is it just a, you know, you stay informed with what's going on through a newsletter? Explain that side of it all. That, that, that's a really good question. Um, you're actually the first person to ask that question, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, we, we are, um, we're a 501c3. And so we have to run under, in the United States, um, certain requirements for us to have um, a four-member board, which is president, vice president, secretary, treasurer. Okay. And then um, that that becomes our main voting block that, that we have to get a vote on. Um, from there, we added in, I wanted to bring in an advisory board of people who cover all the different parts of the industry. Because I wanted, really wanted to make sure that we had as much coverage as possible in all of the parts of the industry. You know, I work in a lot of this industry. Karin works in a lot of this industry. We have, we have, we have um, experience working with a lot of people, but we don't see everything. And I wanted to make sure that we could, as much as possible, advocate for right. maybe parts of this industry that aren't 
as heard as often that aren't seen as often and have those people so we could hear their concerns and bring that sure. to the forefront. Um, currently, there is no um, – currently, the way that we're structured, all of the voting takes place within the board and within the advisory board and then through information on newsletters and various other things that would go out to the membership. Um, there's a possibility at some point that membership could have a, um, a say in certain parts of what we do, uh, but currently the structure is um, is just the the board and the advisory board in regards to votes. So it's not something that turns into like WovoCon annual conferences, mini conferences, different things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's really more of an oversight kind of. Uh, as far as the board is, yeah, you know, uh, the, you know, WovoCon, those things, those things are great. You know, that's a great resource for for the community to go to. Um, I don't. I think there are a lot of great conventions out there already that are covering a lot of the the big parts of the industry that need to be covered. I don't see any need for us to step into that yep. into that realm at all. So. I know there there are five primary areas of Nava from what I've gathered from reading through the website. You've got oh, yeah. uh, education, training, advocacy, healthcare, the Pathways Initiative, the synthetic AI voices. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into each of those individually just to get a better standing of uh, understanding of you know what your position is or or what Nava will be doing in those areas. I think the one that people are probably most excited about is the healthcare. So let's dive into that first. What does that look like? So healthcare is, uh, we have spent the last two years trying to find some way to provide national healthcare for voice actors. Um, we have gone through hundreds and hundreds of people turning us down, hundreds of companies right. turning us down. And um, if anybody's seen, um, about a year ago, we put out a census, a call for a census. And over the last year and a half, year or so, we've been gathering up names on this census um, who we could then take to our healthcare companies. And about three months ago, we ended up with a thousand people on a census. And we started um, submitting out to different healthcare companies, and we had one yes. We had one company that came back nice. to us um, with the opportunity of of adding us to a, a an existing national healthcare plan that is out there for freelancers, and that was based entirely on the census. And it's something that has not been done before. Um, we're honestly are all shocked that it that it is. It is possible to do. Yep. Um, and we have, uh, you know, these are major medical plans. They're all ACA compliant. If you're in the U.S., you, you'll be Obamacare compliant. So you will you will fulfill your tax requirements. Um, and all four plans are zero deductible. And for somebody in the United States, um, you know, we don't have universal health care. And a lot of times if we do have health care, it's very minimal or it's extremely high deductibles or high premiums. Um, this provides us access to that. And the only requirement is that you become a member of NAVA in order to access these healthcare plans. That's, uh, I mean, that in and of itself is an incredible thing right there. And I, I know that's going to be a huge thing for a lot of voice actors to have the ability to get that. Because yeah. up until this point, I mean, absolutely, either you got a day job, which a lot of voice actors hold on to day jobs just to keep healthcare. Or uh, I know like with some places you can get it access to it if you join your local chamber of commerce, for example, that might be a way that you could get it. But to have a, a group policy like that is is going to be a, a really huge thing. So that that's an incredible accomplishment. So, you know, but yeah, it's it's something I mean, this, you know, I, I got we had a team behind this that's, um, you know, a, a, a insurance broker I've been working with is a friend of mine for 10 years, helped me get my insurance when I was a um, when I was teaching. I was a freelance teacher. I didn't have insurance. So he helped me about 10 years ago with that and has helped us through this process with an entire team of people who really didn't take no for an answer and just kept going back and going back. And we were told from the beginning, you can't do this. It's not possible. It's impossible. You're going to fail. And I said, I, I'm, I'm okay failing, but I'm not going to not try. Right. 
we have to go out and make an effort at this and try. And I'm more than I am more than happy if it comes down to it in November. We turn around and we say, sorry, all thousands of you who were on the census, we can't do it this year. We'll try it again next year. I was totally fine with that. But we did it and we pulled it off. And it is pretty mind boggling still. Like I, it's kind of speechless after <laughs> after a while, you know. So well, I mean it's a it's an incredible accomplishment. I mean, and that is gonna be like that's potentially life changing for a good percentage of people in the industry. And so I mean Absolutely. Yeah. I commend you yeah. and your team for what what you've done to to make that happen. Thank you. Well and I think you know one of the things you mentioned it earlier is is a lot of people who stay in these jobs that they don't want to be working in because they need the health insurance. And you know this in 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 our mind and in my mind, this is this gets you into that point where you can become a full time voice actor, where yeah. you can be that bridge to the union if you want to be a union voice actor. If if you're stuck, if you're spending you know full time working in a job you don't want to do, that puts your voice acting in a very part time position, which means yep. you're going to struggle at it. You're not going to be able to advance as quickly as you'd like to. You're maybe not going to be able to pursue the things you want to do because so much of you you know we all know what it's like to work. I've worked my 10, 12 hour days and then tried to come home and do auditions and try and do my the business of being a voice actor is just impossible to do. So if not impossible to do, it's just extremely difficult to do. And yeah, for sure, you know, is soul sucking after a while. But if we can take that off people, if we can allow somebody to leave a job that they don't want to be in, that they don't want to do purely because of healthcare, you know, even one person making that change that 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 to me is going to be a win. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is that is definitely going to be a, a huge part of this, and that's only the first of the, the the five different areas that you're working on covering here. Yeah, and and you know, for us, you know, healthcare is one one of the pillars, but it's certainly not the single most important thing that we do. And and I don't think that it's you know it's going to be a, a part of what we do. But there, even if you don't need healthcare, there's a lot of people who are going to find benefit. We want to provide benefit um, in what we do with Nava um, for the industry in general. So let's talk about the the VO advocacy uh, side mm-hmm. of things. I mean, we talked a little yep. bit about rates and, and you kind of outlined what your position is on that, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. So what kind of things are you looking to work towards or accomplish on the, the advocacy side? On the advocacy side, you know, we, we've, I personally have advocated for authenticity in casting for a long time. Um, it's conversations that we've had in our, in our workout groups here, you know, in LA for years um, it's something that voice actors of all different ethnicities have struggled with on how to approach and how to navigate this industry in a way that can support ourselves as voice actors, but also support those who to tell their authentic stories. And so we've put together um, a diversity, equity, inclusion board, which is a phenomenal board of people that I trust um, who, who advocate for this in the industry currently. Currently, what we're doing is supporting groups like Queervox, the African-American Voice Actors Database, and the PGM list. As we grow and get into this, we're going to um, have webinars. We're going to have um, uh, board meetings, consultations mm-hmm. with our diversity board, and hopefully bring in this conversation to a larger part of the industry, including production and casting directors, creators, on how this, how they can advocate for authenticity earlier in these projects, right. and how they can navigate these things as we go further into um, the industry as it changes over the years. How can somebody, if you're presented with a role that you don't feel that you you're fit for that you fit for and that there's a better person to tell that story how can you how can you or when should you turn that role down and right. when should you advocate for somebody else or are there certain roles that we can take if we don't match the ethnicity or other um, underrepresented voices that are in the industry um and that and that's what we are advocating for as we as we go forward in this industry and so is that done through 
Uh, is that done through education? Is that done through information provided to casting directors, production houses? What, what, what? Yeah, um, cur- currently it's it's being done through us kind of reaching out to production and casting houses um, as as Nava themselves to try and bring people into this conversation and have this conversation. Right on. Um, and along those li- same lines, um, being publicly uh, public public advocates of these lists and 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 saying, hey, you know, look, you're casting for this for this type of person, this voice. There's a great database here for you you to go and you can find people who can still tell these stories authentically. You can maybe step outside of these traditional avenues of casting and look at other phenomenal voice actors who are going to be able to tell this story um, from an authentic standpoint. And my guess is that as the size of Nava grows, it probably gets you a, a better seat at the table, so to speak, for people to actually listen and for your influence to make a difference, right? If you've got 10 members versus 1,000 members. Right. Yeah, we're, we're hoping so. I mean, we, we have a, you know, we have close to, uh, we have a little over 250 members as of now in the last that we've uh, gotten in the last 20 days. That's amazing. Um, it's, it's, it's I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I had, I had high hopes for this, but I am, I am just, every day I look at this, I'm just kind of speechless as far as the, the response um, and it's people from all over the country, from all walks of the VO industry, from all different types of um, of categories, of, of groups, of all different genres of voice acting um, that are just coming, showing up. People, I, you know, not that I don't know everybody, but a lot of people that I have never heard of and I'm tracking down, I'm seeing their, their work and seeing some phenomenal voice actors that, that are just not on the radar in a lot of places. Wow. Um, and it's great to see. That, when you say 20 days, that just blows my mind that it's like, I mean, but that just goes to show you that there was a very obvious need, right? Yeah, there was a need for this. I think, we, you know, we saw this, we've seen it in our social media groups as and in, you know, the Los Angeles groups over the years as we have grown and had these discussions that it's, you know, it, it really was important. And it really, you know, was, you know, with, with all the stuff that other groups are doing, there still was a space for us to, to exist and live. Um, that can live alongside the other groups that are out there now. As we come to the end of 2022, one of the questions that a lot of us will be asking is, did we achieve our goals? When we start out a new year in January, we always have the best intentions. We always have these things that we say we're going to do, that we want to do, that we dream about doing. Sometimes we get there and sometimes we don't. And December is a time for reflection. It's a time to look back on those goals and say, yes, these ones got achieved or nope, I didn't quite make it on these ones and here's why. But it's also the time to set the stage because a new year is coming. If you didn't do the things that you wanted to do in your voiceover business this year, then you need to set yourself up so that you can do the things that you wanna do in your voiceover business next year. And one thing I think all of us wanna do is experience growth. In order to experience growth, we need more opportunities. More leads equals more prospects. More prospects equals more clients. More clients equals more auditions. More auditions equals more bookings. More bookings equals more income. How do we get there? With marketing. VoiceOver Marketing Playbook is coming out again January 4th through the 13th, 2023. This is your step-by-step marketing program that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. If you want to have a better year in 2023, if you want to experience growth in 2023, learning how to market is one of the things that is going to help get you there, and Playbook can and will help you do it. Again, it's coming out January 4th through the 13th, 2023, and details will be available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. 
Now, back to our show. So let's talk education and training. I'm guessing that this one probably lends itself a little bit on the advocacy side, just because a lot of what you talked about with advocacy is is education and training. Yeah. Is this education and training on a voiceover side or on a voice buyer side, or is it both? It's currently, our, our it's going to be both. Um, our initial um, education webinars are going to be on contracts, specifically looking at SAG-AFTRA contracts and how they relate to voice actors. And we're going to start, we have Zeke Alton, who is um, a phenomenal uh, phenomenal resource as a voice actor, but also as a contract um, specialist who who knows the understanding of contracts. Of looking at contract, we're going to start with contract 101 of just as a voice actor, regardless of whether you're a union or non-union voice actor, what does this contract mean when you get this? Because there are ramifications for this, and this kind of leads yeah. into our synthetic AI voices. But, you know, are you giving away the rights to your voice in perpetuity? Are you giving away the rights to somebody to synthesize and reproduce your voice in perpetuity down the road? Are you creating conflicts in this contract because there's a transformative clause or there are other clauses in this in this contract that are going to affect you down the road that you just don't understand what they mean. So that's yeah. our original education is, is going to be that. That's what we're looking at primarily. Um, and then going into bringing in um, some legal uh, a lawyer to talk to us about NDAs and what do these things in an NDA actually mean? What are all these terms that we all as voice actors just gloss over and go, well, it's, it's in the it's in there. I just got to sign it. What does it mean? You know, <laughs> My those, agent says yeah. sign it. I'm just going to sign it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and as business owners, you know, it's one thing when, you know, it's different if you're a voice actor. It's, it's kind of different if you're a voice actor. But if we're also business owners. Yeah. And and these ramifications have the, these contracts have ramifications on ourselves as a voice actor, as a talent, but also potentially on our business as a business owner. And for us to understand those things, it's really important that we know what these contracts say and what they yep. actually mean. Yeah. Um, so that's that's our that's where our education and training is going to is going to start. Um, and then from there, um, we're going to have you know specific member only classes, um, donation classes, um, classes that are paid for by Nava um, for special guests to come in. And you know, once a month, we're going to have a special guest come in and do some some kind of education, um, and that could be anything in the industry. You know, there's so right. much of this industry that we that that voice acting covers and so much of business the voice acting covers that that it's wide open to what we can provide. For yeah, education. for sure. Yeah. So you, you touched on it. Let's go there. Yeah. The synthetic and AI voices. I mean, yep, yep. the industry's gone through several disruptions as I see it anyway. I yes. mean, online casting was a disruption to the industry. It changed the way that jobs yeah, yeah. got awarded. And I think the home yep. studio, to a degree, was a, a disruption to the industry. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, so yeah. I think probably AI and synthetic voices is the next major disruption that we're going to go through. So what is Nava doing on that side? Well, and, and we are going through yep. it right now. We're seeing it, you know, we're seeing, you know, I, I touched on a few terms. We're seeing these things in our contracts that are even in union contracts that are referring to synthesized and AI voices that we just don't know what they mean. And they're just being put in the contract and we're signing it. Um, we had... Um, it's actually kind of interesting. Our, our synthetic AI voices, we've actually, that was one of our our main original um, pillars that we had talked about mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago when we first started Nava. And we were going to put together a synthetic AI committee along the same lines in the last in the last couple of years, a group called the Vocal Variants has formed, which is a sp specifically addressing this um, this synthetic and AI voice in the industry. And that's Yuri Lowenthal, Sissy Jones, Courtney Taylor, J.P. Karliak, myself, Karen Gilfrey, Zeke Out, and Andy Danish. Half of the members are also board members of Nava. So what we've done is that we've brought in Vocal Variants to be our synthetic advisors. And um, they've started by putting out an open letter to the, the voiceover industry, talking about read your contracts, look for these certain terms. And on this side of things, working with, with Vocal Variants is reaching out to these production companies, reaching out to 
Sony and other companies and finding out, you know, if they're using AI and synthetic voices in what capacity yep. and how are they using these things and what does that mean for the voice actor whose voice has been synthesized and looking potentially, hopefully, at somewhere supporting either SAG-AFTRA's contracts or finding some other entity that's going to come forward and create some kind of industry template for for voice actors in the synthetic AI world and support that. Um, we are an association. We are not a union. Um, we are not in in the capacity or the place of being able to negotiate rates right. or create collective bargaining agreements. Um, but we will support um, you know initiatives in great places that that are able to bring these things forward. And you know synthetic AI voices. You know it's it's going to hit a lot of places. You're going to hit you know IVR. Um, you're going to hit um, you know NPC play, player characters in video games. You're going to hit in, you know um, non-industrial training videos. Yep. Any of these things that have lots of lots of massive content. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Is there 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 you know my I'm of the personal opinion. And I I come out of music. I was playing music in the 90s when Napster exploded, when the the music industry just got decimated because yep. people refused to look at what what the ramifications or believed that something digital could take the place of something analog. It can, it will, and it is. Yep. And that's where we are right now. Um, and there is, you know, um, there there is definitely a place for a synthetic, synthetic AI voice. Karin uses example all the time is if you wanted to narrate the New York Times every single night, no, a human being couldn't physically yep. narrate top to bottom the New York Times. Yep. But I'd be more than happy to license my voice, and you just synthesize my voice, and you could every morning my I read to you the New York Times. Yep. You license the usage of that. I know how it's being used. I know where my data is being used. I have the security and control over my voice, and I get compensated for usage the same way that you would in any other usage of your voice. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest part of this. And I mean, I've been talking about AI for a little while, and I, I had a conversation with David Toback from GVAA about this on the podcast once before. And I think it, it, this is coming whether we like it or not. It's 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 here. It's here. Yeah, yeah. And so our choices are to take to social media and you know with our pitchforks raised and and you know protest it, or we accept that it's here and we try to be a part of the conversation so that we can shape what it ultimately looks like. Absolutely. Because I just I think if we stick our heads in the sand and try to make it go away. That is not going to work and we're going to get left behind. And so as an industry, absolutely, it's nice yep. to know that there are groups like Nava that are out there that are going to have those conversations and speak on behalf. Because, I mean, I, you know what? I've joked before that I'm counting on this being part of my retirement one day. I have my my AI voice and I'm thinking one day that's just going to be, you know, maybe it's 10 or 15 years down the road. But that just becomes a passive income stream for me because it does exactly like you said, narrate the New York Times or whatever, right? Exactly. But if we're going to get there, then as a VO industry, we can't run from the conversation. We have to be a part of the conversation. So it's it's really nice to know you're doing that. We, we have to be an equal part of the conversation as well because our voice is essentially, you know, we are literally the voice of this product or whatever it's going to be, right? You know, and and you, you know, you this came to a head obviously about a year ago with Bev Standing and the TikTok you know, her TikTok um, issue that came through. And that's, you know, exactly what we're looking at here. You know, how do we track our voice? If you, you know, a lot of time, a lot of people are on pay to plays. If you send off a file on a pay to play, do we know what happens to it? We don't. Um, is there a way to track that? Is that voice going to be synthesized? Is there, is there somewhere down the line, you know, that we're going to find ourselves hearing something that goes, wow, that sounds like my voice, but I never yep. authorized that. Well, it can't be my voice. I never did that. I never did that job could be your voice. You know, the technology is changing so quickly. You're down to, you know, you needed hours and hours and days, days worth of data. Now you need 
hours of data, yep. three hours or whatever it is to make a fully synthesized voice. That's going to change to being, oh, well, you know, we just need 15 words out of somebody. And you just go to YouTube and you strip 15 words out of that. Or you go to a pay to play, you pull somebody's demo off their website and you can make a fully functional, you know, synthetic voice out of that. That's not, we're not there yet, but, you know, right. this technology is going to be there. Right. That yeah, that's what I think about. Like anybody yeah. with a YouTube channel, a podcast, yep. you know, that's got a lot of audio that's out there already. Yeah. It wouldn't be too hard for somebody to take that and create something. So it's, it's well, and it's good. already being done. I, I, there's no doubt that's being done. There's no doubt that you know that YouTube is is parsing that data and taking that 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 data of our of the all the voices uploaded to YouTube and creating synthetic voices from that data. I'm sure it's happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I'm 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 sure it's in the contract. It's probably in the terms of service when you sign up for YouTube that that's what you're giving permission to do. You know. So because we all read those, you know, right? Exactly. Top to bottom, yeah. start to yep, finish, before yep. we. Put the yep. little check mark in the well, box and, you there. Know, and you don't need to read all of that, but if it's a, if you if we know what to look for in those terms of service or in those contracts, we can search for these specific phrases and say, okay, yeah. great. I want to make sure this phrase yep. or this term is not in this. Yep. Um, you know, and, and we're seeing that, you know, happening in SEG after contracts. There are amendments being made to certain contracts that are changing if you don't read it, you're giving over certain rights that you wouldn't normally expect to give up. To give up. We've already gone through that with one particular casting site that had some, mm. you know, some yes. lengthy reach in uh, yeah, in the yeah. terms of use of of their yeah. yep. uh, of their you know for people that wanted to be a member of the site. And so it, it's it's true. It's things that we've got to watch out for. Yeah. So then uh, the the final primary area for Nava is Pathways Initiative. W- what is Pathways Initiative? This is my favorite one. This is the one I'm most excited about. So this is when you start as a voice actor, there are multiple ways that you can go in this industry between becoming a beginning voice actor and a professional working voice actor. And that, that could be going in the union. It could be staying non-union. It could be going FICOR. It could be working, working non-jurisdictional. It could be converting work. All of those things have ramifications on your career as you go forward. Right. And so what we've put together are these different pathways, a pathways committee. And that says, great, you know, what I really want to do as a voice actor is my goal is to, is to join the union. Great. Well, let's have meet with one of us, become a member. You can get a direct consult with somebody on the board and one of our pathway committee members. And we can talk to you about what does it mean as a voice actor to go completely union? If you want to be SAG-AFTRA, that means you turn down these types of jobs. It means you can't take this work. That means you work under these certain parameters. Right. If you want to say non-union, there are certain ramifications of being a non-union actor. It means you can do these things and you can't do these things. You don't have health care. You don't have pension. You don't have other insurance. You don't have retirement plans that can be in place. If you want to go FICOR, what does that mean? What's the the very legitimate, neutral, legal answer to what a FICOR going FICOR means? We can will help guide people in that direction. And this concept of being able to work non-jurisdictional or convert work. You can be a union member and take non-union work that then can be converted to a to union jobs and still stay in compliance with global rule number one. That is going to be a big thing because, I mean, let's let's be honest. Anybody yeah. with an internet connection and a social media account can position themselves as an expert online and sell their coaching services or whatever to voice actors now. Absolutely. And it's yeah. hard to know yep. who you can trust and it's hard to know where you're going to get good information from. And some of those decisions that you're talking about, deciding what that journey is going to look like for you. I mean, that's that's career altering stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that I, I get why you're excited about that initiative, because now that I understand it, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's something I wish I had when I started, because you just kind of go, OK, well, you know, of course, what your goal is to be in the union. Well, wh- what does that mean? What does it mean when you join when you join the union? And, you know, if you're outside of the United States, what does that mean? If you're in the United States, what does that mean? If most of your work is non-industrial, non, is industrial non-broadcast, 
do you have to give up all that work or not? A lot of people go, God, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go uni because I don't want to give up all, the, all my work. Well, sometimes you don't. And, and, and to know that and to be able to say, great, you know what? I could join the union and keep this work over here. Or I'm, I'm in a right-to-work state. Therefore, I, my, my choices and, my, and what I'm going to do are going to change versus whether I'm in New York or California or different other, you know, other states that you're in. Um, but I, to me, that's, that to me is kind of like the, kind of the sleeper initiative that I think is going to be the most exciting and, and for, for me, potentially the most beneficial for a lot of people as they're getting into this industry or progressing through this industry and being, you know, being presented with, with these, you know, these, these issues of one day you're like, oh, great, congratulations, you booked a job. And now, you know, that's your third job. So now you're a must join. So if you take this job, you got to join the union, which means that's going to trickle down to everything else that you've done in your career up to that point. Right. And what does that mean? Can I can I afford to do that at this joint? Is the job going to make enough for me to afford to pay my dues? If I do join that now, all of a sudden, am I limited on what I can audition for? Am I limited on what the jobs I can take? And those have, you know, very immediate real world implications. You join the you know, you join the union and all of a sudden you're under global rule number one and you have to turn down work, turn down auditions potentially, um, but not always. And it's it's not it's not clear cut black and white. It's not this or this. It's a very much of a gray area, and voiceover exists even within the union in a very gray area. That so much of the of the work that's that's union um, treats voiceover differently, or has different um, rules for voiceover depending on where it fits into this project, um, and that's hard. And you know, if you're not a SAG after member, it's very hard to get these answers to give you a uh, you know informed decision as you go forward. So with this Pathways initiative, you said that this is something that's going to be available to members. Is this available to members with your membership fee or is this available to members for an additional charge? Or? This is available with the members. So the information will be available to everybody. If you go to the site, we'll have information on what these mean. Um, once you join NAV and become a member, you'll have access to, direct, to directly reaching out to one of our committee members and speaking to them and consulting with them. Um, that's part of the, the dues part of what you do. We're trying, um, currently everything, um, provided under the member services, uh, member benefits, as far as classes or anything, um, is all going to be, um, uh, paid for out of the membership dues. We do have other benefits. We partner with other groups that are providing discounts. Yep. Um, and those, um, will be, you know, you pay for those and get discounts on, on those services. Okay. So you mentioned his name early in the interview. Many voice actors will recognize the name Brad Venable, but there are some who don't know Brad and don't know his story. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Brad Venable Fund and why is this something that Nava has chosen to to support and be a part of? Yeah, um, so the, the Brad Venable Fund. Um, you know, Brad was uh, he was a voice actor. He was a business partner of mine, a good friend of mine, and um, passed away in 2021 in January of 2021. Um, Unexpectedly, um, yeah. I, I had been I had texted him at three o'clock and he passed away at around seven thirty. Um, he and I were talking earlier. We were on a Zoom call the day before, planning out our entire year. Um, he and I were uh, had he had founded the Voiceover Weekly Workout with me. And prior to that, going going all the way back um, in twenty fifteen, um, I have uh, the Gardner Street Workout Group here in Los Angeles, and I was just the beginning of my voiceover career. I had started back. I had, started back into voiceover in 20, about six or eight months earlier and decided that after eight months, I was going to be a full-time voice actor and I could quit all my other jobs. And, uh, I did. And September 1st of 2015, um, I couldn't pay rent. I was unable to pay rent. I couldn't pay my bills. And I had a workout group that night. The workout group paid my rent for me. Wow. And out of that, um, once, you know, once I was able to pay rent again and, and, and pay my, pay the bills again, we decided to set up, take that money, instead of giving it back to the group, we put it into a community fund. Mm -hmm. So starting in 2015, we've been building up this community fund for Gardner Street here in Los Angeles. 
And, you know, people needed $50 here or $100 here or needed to pay their bills or they couldn't pay a phone bill or they couldn't do something. We've been we've been um, providing that to people. And as COVID hit, this grew even bigger. And we started providing this to members of our group. So, um, you know, when Brad passed away, we did a did a substantial fundraiser for for his wife, Katie, and um, raised about sixty or eighty thousand dollars to help wow. with funeral services, to help with transportation, um, you know, getting Brad back to Oklahoma um, so he could be with his family um, in, in their plot. And um, a lot of people just stepped forward and decided, you know, and and just donated to this to this cause. And so we renamed the Gardner Street Group. The Gardner Street Fund, we named it the Brad Venable Fund after that and and went forward in his name. And we have been giving, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in and out of my personal account to handle this fund. So that was kind of the impetus to becoming a 501c3 so that we could get this into a separate corporation uh, for business business purposes. Uh, but, you know, last year we, we gave out um, a substantial amount of money to people, you know, a few hundred dollars here and there to help pay for the bills to get, you know, especially, you know, some, for a lot of people, you know, we all know as voice actors, $200 or $100 is enough for us to get through those next two or three days or yep. a week yep. sometimes, right? To so that next job that comes in, a client, oh, sorry, you know, we were going to pay today, but it's going to come in, that check's going to be sent to you next week. Sometimes it's that, you know, that, that $100 or $200 is is enough to get us to get us by. And 99% of the people who have, have received the funds have turned to right around and back and donated back to the fund. Right on. Um, which has been great. And then and last year we sent... Three people to VO Atlanta. We did a full scholarship, the Brad Venable Scholarship to VO Atlanta, where we sent three people full airfare, hotel, spending money, tickets, everything for That's the incredible. entire duration of that. And so we 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 want to do this on a broader level. Yep. And so we are doing the Brad Venable Fund on a much bigger level. And starting last night or today, we're launching a national fundraiser for Brad Venable under the Do Good Points initiative um, called Creators for Good, and uh, we're going to be launching for the next twenty days. Um, fundraisers with celebrity voice actors um, and Twitch streams and streamers talking about the Brad Venable Fund, um, and you know, with with the goal to raise a substantial amount of money to provide for the voiceover community and Nava members specifically for you know over the course of the next year. That's amazing. That's a, I mean, that's a legacy right there. And that's yeah, that's yep, and that's and that's you know, Brad was you know somebody mentioned um you know it, Brad, Brad would have been you know Brad would be vice president of Nava if he yep. were around he would be the he would be my partner this is something he yep. believed in you know and you know and actually it was Karin who said that that you know it would have been Brad Karin's our, Karin's our vice president uh but said you know Brad would have been that person in that place this is something that he he believed in and he would have supported um and I mean, his family supports his family supports the fund they've given us a letter um a little bit about Brad on our website from his sister um, his wife supports this, you know, Katie's has supported this throughout the time we've been doing it. And this, you know, gets, gets to give back to the community in Brad's name. That's amazing. Um, and that's important. Yeah. Brad was an absolutely incredible teacher, but I think the reason he, why yeah. he was such an incredible teacher was because he was so yeah. passionate about what he did. And so it made it absolutely, easy yeah. for him to share that. Yep. And so, yeah, no, absolutely. He was, and, and, and he believed in education on all, on all levels of yep. this, regardless of you know, union and whether you're in the union or not union, you should have access to these to this education. You should have access to information. You should be able to to build and grow your craft and and become better at everything that you do, so that you can do this something that you are this passionate about. Right on. That's awesome. All right, yeah. so we've covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. What have I missed? Is there anything that that people need to know or should Man. know, or you'd like to shine a light on about Nava that uh, you, you know? Here's your opportunity to. To answer the question I didn't ask, we you have man you have covered it all. 
I mean, you know, I I don't really know what else to cover. I mean, you know, you you have covered a lot of this. I mean, you know, you, 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 a lot of what you we talked about today is you know, has not been asked before. So, you know, I, I appreciate you asking these questions because this is good for us to be able to talk about going forward. So how do we join then? It's great. Join. Um, go to NavaVoices.org and click the Join Nava button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. And we've tried to make, you know, we, we, we have to have a barrier to entry, but we don't want to make it um, insurmountable. It's not based on how much you make. There's no earnings requirement. Um, we are asking that you can show that you are a working voice actor in some capacity right. in this industry. I, I know a lot of voice actors who do this full-time who are just training and not booking yet. But right. I consider those people to be working there. They are working full time in voiceover. So, you know, a voiceover website, an IMDb page, online casting profile, agents, your name on an agent's website. Um, send us video of your work. If you have a lot of people, you know, do work that's not publicly available yet, you can send us a video of that work. Online review of your work. Or if that, you know, if all else fails, you really don't, you know, there's some people who do work that is not public and they can't share. Right. So, you know, send us just a little bit of your resume. Let us know what you're doing. Um, if you've been in the industry for a long time, that shows that you, you know, have been doing this. One thing we ask is, you know, have you declared um, voiceover income on your taxes in the threat in the last three years? That's a great indicator yep. of where, you know, of where you are in the industry. Um, you know, part of what we're doing and part of um, the, the requirement with healthcare is that this needs to be a professional organization of people in the same industry. Right. And so we keep, we're trying to keep that into the voiceover industry. Our first year um, enrollment is 120 for the year. And that will get you access to all of the benefits, member benefits that we have on our site. Those benefits are actually currently, we, we realized this today, is that we have the list of benefits is actually only only available to members. So we actually, we're putting together a list of benefits that that are available to, so you can see what it is you're going to have access to when you get there. We've got Jordan Rails is giving a discount. We've got um, Real Voice LA, Help Network is giving providing discounts. Right. Float Studios is providing discounts. We're working on getting various other organizations to partner with us and provide member-only discounts for um, for NAVA members. Okay. And just to clarify, this is a U.S.-based organization for U.S.-based voice actors. It's open to everybody, but there are certain parts of this, such as the healthcare, um, that requires you to be to be based in the U.S. Um, but everybody is welcome to join. You just may not have access to all of the benefits, depending on your location. Okay. Um, but we do. We are open to everybody. Okay. That's good to know. So the website is NavaVoices.org, NavaVoices.org. I'll put that in the show notes so yep. everybody can check that out as well. But uh, Tim, this has been fantastic. I think that what you are creating is something that is very obviously needed. Thank you. And I think that's why you've had so many people that have signed up. And, and hopefully you get a whole bunch more after people yeah. find out about, uh, listen to this interview and find out more about it. You're doing some really amazing things, and I'm excited to see how this evolves. Thank you. So, so are we. We've got, you know, we've um, the response has just been phenomenal, and we we, we thought there'd be, you know, we there'd be a little bit of excitement, but we're kind of pretty taken aback with how really genuinely um, excited people are by this and the potential of what we have going forward. So, hopefully, with you know, as we get more members, we'll kind of help guide us in what it is we'll, we're going to focus on um, and make it something really beneficial for the community. That's our hope. Right on. So. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Again, the website, novavoices.org. Check that out. Sign up, get your membership, and uh, be a part of something really cool that's going on here. Thank you. Well, according to Tim, we covered just about everything there was to cover in this interview. In fact, he said that I asked a lot of questions that he hasn't been asked from other organizations and other interview opportunities that he's had. So hopefully, this interview does answer all the questions that you have about the National Association of Voice Actors. I think it sounds like an incredible association. I think they're doing some amazing things, 
And I think there's a lot of potential for even greater things to happen in the future. So make sure you check it out at navavoices.org. And maybe it's time for you to click that Join Nava button right there in the top right corner at navavoices.org. I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you did, would you do me a favor and let me know? Post that you're listening, share it in your Instagram stories and make sure you tag me at Mark Scott. I'd love to know that you're listening, that you're learning and that you're enjoying. As always, thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voiceam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voiceam.com slash markscott. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.